0: Hi there. This month, we're talking about letting it go to lower your stress levels. And today, we're taking a deep dive into the depths of stinking thinking. Professionals like me call this type of thinking distorted thinking. Problems and stress compound when we develop patterns that promote stinking thinking. And you know what? We're going to talk about all of that in just one moment Welcome to Stress Talk with Marceline. This is where we are helping overwhelmed women live healthy lives through strategic stress management. I'm your host, Marceline Bailey, and I'm so glad that you've decided to join me today. I also want to share with you that you can always catch the replays on ML Bailey Consultants. Facebook page, as well as our YouTube channel. So I know that we're going to get into the subject in just a moment, but I want to invite you to like, follow, and subscribe to those channels, ML Bailey Consultants on Facebook, also the YouTube channel at ML Bailey Consultants. Not only that, I also have an Instagram account, so you can always, always, always follow me on Instagram, where I give you daily tips and strategies to help you to get through the day without losing it. So let's get into what we're talking about today. We're talking about stinking faking or distorted thinking. And I wanted to talk about this because this is a very uh, important thing to be aware of as we're working towards letting go of the things that increase our stress levels and lower our energy. Stink of thinking is when we make, we have certain patterns of thoughts that invade our minds all the time. Um, They often show up as automatic thoughts, things that come through our mind and we don't really recognize that they're there. We just recognize the feeling that they cause. And so what we wanna do is talk about what that is, what stinking thinking is, and we also want to give you strategies to help you to recognize it and to address it in a positive way, so that you can keep your stress levels low and you can boost your energy at the same time. So let's talk about what stinking thinking is. You know, this is a phrase that we've we've heard um, many times. Thinking, stinking thinking, right? Well, I wanna just kind of give you an idea and I'm gonna be looking at my notes. So if I'm looking down, I'm looking down so that I will make sure that I'm giving you accurate information and not just things that are just popping into my head. And I also wanna be clear. So I'm just making sure that I check my notes. So when we're talking about stinking thinking, we're talking about distortions in the way that we think, in the way that we're viewing and interacting, reacting, um, and acting in the world around us. And this has nothing to do with um, a mental health diagnosis. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about our thought patterns that we have developed over the course of a lifetime. A lot of times these thought patterns are so ingrained that they affect our core beliefs, what we are foundational beliefs, and they affect how we interact, act, and react to those around us and the world around us, our environment. Often, as I said before, we don't know. We don't know when we have these automatic thoughts, they come in our head and they're gone. It's almost like um, a whisper or a flash of light. They pop into our heads and then they're gone, but we recognize the feeling that remains because these thoughts, these automatic thoughts, cause us to have feelings. And because of those feelings, we, react, right? We um we react or we don't. Or we have certain behaviors that we exhibit and we show. The the idea about distorted thinking comes from cognitive behavioral therapy and Dr. Aaron Beck who is considered the father of cognitive therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy is the one who developed this concept of distorted thinking. His theory is that, or his theory was that, the way we think affects the way we feel. And to a certain degree, that is true. And that's really the basis for cognitive behavioral therapy. The way you think affects the way you feel. Dr. David Burns, I shouldn't say he capitalized it, but he expanded on that. He developed um, resources that help people to develop self-esteem, positive self-esteem, help people um, work towards a positive mood. And so, and it's all around the theory of Stinking thinking or distorted thoughts, and how our thoughts affect how we react, interact, and uh, behave or our actions within our environment. So, when I talk about stinking thinking or distorted thoughts, I'm really talking about irrational thoughts. And I'm talking about thoughts that are based on a biased, Perspective. What do you mean by biased perspective? Well, basically, what I mean is our perspective is skewed. It's skewed in a way that is not totally realistic. We've developed beliefs, core beliefs, um, foundational beliefs that the world is a certain way or our interactions within that world. result in certain outcomes, and that causes the way we think to be biased. So our perspective is not totally true. One of the things that we always share in cognitive behavioral therapy is that just because you think it, it doesn't mean that it's true, right? Just because you think a certain way, it doesn't mean that it's true, and later on, I'm going to share ways in which you can um, test or vet the thoughts you have to determine whether they're true or whether they're just opinion. The, when we have these irrational thoughts, oftentimes they're subtle. As I said, they, they, they're fleeting. They enter our brain and they leave like a flash of light. They're very subtle. But they are reinforced over time. How do they become reinforced? Because we may have situations or be involved in um, circumstances that are similar. And so we begin to believe certain things based on the outcome of those situations or their circumstances. And that's how we come to think certain ways and to believe. In a certain manner as well. When we look at distorted thinking or stinking thinking, we want to keep in mind that there are three common things that we can point to in terms of whether a thought is distorted. The first is that when we're talking about distorted thinking or stinking thinking, it is there's a pattern of thinking, or believing that we've ascribed to and we depend on. The second is that those thoughts are often false or they're inaccurate. They are not totally true or they're outright false. Remember, just because you think it, it doesn't mean that it's true. The third thing is that there's a potential for damage. As I said before, stinking thinking can increase your stress levels. It can also cause psychological damage. (coughs) Excuse me. Stinking thinking, distorted thoughts can cause us to increase our anxiety levels to the point where we have um, the uh, criteria criteria for meeting a diagnosis of anxiety, or it can also contribute to depression or depressed mood. So not only is it important to get a better handle on the way we're thinking and determine if it's distorted or stinking, um, because it can cause increased stress, we also want to prevent ongoing um distortions that could contribute to a mental health diagnosis so let's go into what those 11 distortions are now there are many more there are additional distortions but i wanted to just cover um 11 of them which is quite a bit right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's quite a bit. That's that's quite a large number of distortions, but I think it's it's helpful to have an idea. So I'm going to go through these things fairly quickly. So if you have something to write on um, or you want to take notes, um, I invite you to do so because I'm going to go through them quickly because I also want to share with you what we can do. I have three ways, three activities that you can do to get a handle on your stinking thinking. So let's talk about the distortions. Okay. Number one, let me get to the correct page. First of all, number one, one of the ways in which we have distorted thinking or we demonstrate distorted thinking is with all or nothing thinking all or nothing. Sometimes it's caused, it's called or referred to as polarized thinking. This is when we have uh, an inability to um, view things as gray. It's either we view things in the extremes. It's either good or bad. It's either black or white. It's either perfect or it's a failure. So this is all or nothing thinking. The second is overgeneralization. And this is where we take one instance and we generalize it to everything. So for example, you might might have uh, done poorly on a test if you're a student and you might say, I'm stupid, I'm a failure because you did poorly on one test, right? That's an overgeneralization. The third is mental filter. Sometimes we filter things through a single lens. We may take a single piece of negativity or negative information and we exclude anything that's positive. You know, sometimes you're talking to a friend and you're just harping on the negative and your friend might start showing you Or sharing positive aspects, but you don't want to hear it because you're focused on the negative. That's using a mental filter. Also, when you are there's there's um, there's also a distortion type called um, disqualifying the positive. That's where there is nothing positive, absolutely nothing. You may know that there's positive, but you refuse to accept it. The fifth, jumping to conclusions or mind reading. And this is when we inaccurately believe that we know what, an other, what another person is thinking. Now, how many of us do that? If you do that at work, as it relates to a boss or a coworker, um, just pop it in the chat, me. Sometimes I do that, Right. I believe that I know how someone is going, someone is thinking, and because I believe that I know how someone is thinking, I may change my behavior or how I interact with that person. Number six is the second part of jumping to conclusion with fortune telling, and this is where we make conclusions or predictions without much evidence. We just figure, oh, this is the way it's going to be, but there are no facts to back it up. That's the second part. So with mind reading and jumping to, I'm sorry, mind reading and fortune telling, those are examples of jumping to conclusions. The seventh is magnification or catastrophizing. Oh, everything is so bad, but it can also go the other way. We can just minimize it. We can, the house could be burning down and we could think, oh, it's not so bad. It's okay. It'll be fine. (laughs) So it's, again, it's going to extremes. It's either, it's a catastrophe or it's nothing. Let's talk about emotional reasoning. Emotional reasoning is when we, um, just because we feel it, we think it's true. Just because we feel it, we think it's it's true, but that doesn't necessarily make it true. Again, you have to look at the facts and we'll go into that in a little bit. Do you often t- say to yourself, I should have? I should have done this. I should have done that. Or someone else should have done X, Y, Z. That's another Part of distorted thinking, the shoulds. I shoulda, woulda, coulda, I should have, or someone else should have done XYZ. Number 10, labeling and mislabeling. Okay, these are judgments, Um, these are value judgments that we make about ourselves and about others based on just one instance. Okay. So here's an example. You may have had um, a situation where you're talking to a coworker and the coworker um, seemed aloof or was not engaged. And so you labeled your coworker as uninterested or what, however you wanted to label them, or the interaction as um, an awful interaction. Labeling or mislabeling based on one situation. And then finally, personalization. And this is where we take everything personally, no matter what someone says, it's a personal attack or it's a personal, um, they have an agenda um, towards you. It's personal and you react personally. Oftentimes we find that happening in the workplace where people are very touchy over certain things. You ask them to do something. You ask them to be involved and they take it as an affront. Right. So personally. So that's those are the 11. There are more. But I just wanted to go through those 11 very quickly because I also wanted to share with you three ways how to, that you can learn to let it go. And that's what we're going to talk about right now before I run out of time. Three ways. First, I talked about this um, a little bit earlier. <clears throat> One of the things that I think is very helpful when we're looking at how to let it go. And when we're looking at reframing our stinking thinking, we need to fact check. Now, you know, we hear a lot about fact checking, uh, especially now in the news where everybody's doing fact checks, (laughs) you know, when, especially with our politicians, or it could be anybody, but Everybody's doing fact checks. Let's fact check that statement. Let's fact-check it to, to see if it's totally true. Well, this is something that we can do when we are fact, when we are thinking, thinking, when we're looking at our thoughts to determine whether they're distorted or whether they are spot on. Now, let's let me throw out um, a thought. So you might say, I'm just not good enough. I'm not good enough for this job. I'm not good enough for this activity. Well, you want to look at that thought and really vet it. Ask yourself the question, is is this true? Now, because of your frame of mind at the time, you might say, yes, it is true. But then you want to go a step further and you want to say, What is the evidence? What is the evidence that I am not good enough in this situation? And then if you can make a list, I mean, you can make a column. What is the evidence that I'm not good enough? Make a column and then make another column that says all of the things that you're capable of doing in this situation, right? So you want to vet it. Ask yourself the question, look for the evidence, do a fact check. That is one way to let go of stinking thinking by vetting what you're thinking and by fact checking to see if it's accurate, to see if it's true and to find the evidence to prove or disprove your thought. That's the first one. The second activity that you can do is to do a thought record. Now, this is something that Dr. David Burns does, um, suggests in a number of his books, his books on self, his workbooks on self-esteem, his workbooks on mood. He suggests that you do a thought record. Now, when you do a thought record, you want to uh, divide your paper into, excuse me, seven columns. So if you have an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, you want to turn it on its side so that the long and the 11 and a half uh, side of the paper is horizontal and the other side is vertical. So... Your first column is going to be the date and time. This is when you're actually going to do, um, you're going to be like Columbo or Monk. You're going to be an investigator. So as you know, I'm a mystery buff. I love mysteries. I like to read murder mysteries and I also like to watch them, especially if there's a little comedy in it. So um, anyway, not plugging anything. I just sharing why I use those as examples. So on your paper you're going to use, you have seven columns. The first column is your date and time. because when you're doing this this um, thought record, you're actually going to take um, a record of your day. So the first column is the date and time. The second column is the situation. The third column is the automatic thought. What were you thinking? The fourth column is the emotion or the feeling that you experienced. The fifth column is you label or you name the stinking thinking based on the 11 that I talked about. Then you move to Developing an alternative thought. What could you think instead? What is a different way? How do you reframe it? What is a different way to think about that situation? And then finally, once you come up with a different way to think about the situation, then you can re-rate how much you believe the original thought and the emotion from one to a hundred or one to ten, you know, 10 being the most. Um, Dr. Burns actually says give it a percentage. What percentage? If you start with a hundred percent that you believe it, what percentage do you believe it now given that you have an alternative thought? So you're actually doing a survey, or you're investigating. And it is introspective. It really takes a lot of thought to look at this, to take the time and to look at it and to actually go through the thought record. However, if you do this activity, you can recognize your distorted thinking and you can reframe it for a healthier outlook. And you can in turn develop healthier thought patterns. And that's the goal. That is the goal with all of these activities to develop healthier thought patterns that will keep your stress levels low and will help you to boost your energy. And then finally, there's what we call cognitive restructuring. And I like this. I love cognitive restructuring, and it's what I do with my clients quite a bit, but it's really a technique where you actually, you challenge the irrational thought or the distorted thought that you have. So in order to do cognitive restructuring, you actually go through a series of questions. And the first question really is, what am I thinking? What am I thinking? Now, chances are you're not going to recognize the thought until you have that feeling. You may feel sad. You may feel bad. You may feel disappointed. You may feel hurt. You may feel frustrated. That's when, when you have that feeling, that's when you can ask yourself, What am I thinking? What did I think right before I had that feeling that's very key because you can attribute that thought directly to the feeling the subsequent feeling so you want to ask yourself what was i feeling before i had that feeling and then you can do a couple of things you can actually because again you're vetting you're vetting the thought you're fact checking So you can actually make, you can do two columns if you like, jot notes. What facts support that thought? What facts can I see, experience, support that thought, right? You want to not feelings, not opinion, facts. What are the facts? Just the facts, ma'am. You can also ask your question, once you make a list of the facts that support the thought, you can also ask what are the facts that contradict the thought? What are the facts that say that thought is not true? That thought is not realistic? That thought is not um, accurate? Make a list of that. Then based on those that information The facts that support and the facts that contradict, then you determine whether there is enough information to decide whether your thought was based on evidence, factual evidence, or just opinion. Is it based on factual evidence or just opinion? Now that's a very simple way to again vet the vet the um, thought that you're having. But remember, a lot of times the thought is so quick and it's so fleeting, we do not recognize the thought until we have that feeling or the emotion. And then we need to go back and do a fact check or find the evidence or vet the thought. Who we we've done a lot today. I've said a lot. I've talked a lot. I've had a lot to say today. <laughs> but let me review before before I say goodnight. First of all, I've just shared with you how women can create healthy thinking patterns to reduce stress. I shared with you the definition of stinking thinking and how it came about. I also shared that it's also known as distorted thoughts, distorted thinking. I went through very quickly 11 distortions, 11 thought distortions. And if you want to go back through this, watch the replay, take some notes, okay? The third thing I shared is how you can learn to let go. I shared three activities that you can use to learn to let go of your stinking thinking so that you can reduce the stress and boost your energy. Because when we are not stressed, we have more energy, don't we? At least I do. So I'd like for you... Two, take the quiz. The quiz, are you blessed, stressed, or burned out? You can find it at this link. That quiz will not only tell you the level of stress and intensity of stress that you experience, it will also share, lead you to um, resources that you can use to learn how to lower your stress levels and boost your energy. Also, join me every Sunday here on Facebook and YouTube when I share Stress Talk. This is Stress Talk Live with Marceline, and I share strategies to help overwhelmed women to live healthier lives through strategic stress management. And finally, I'm so glad that you joined me. I hope that you will continue to join me every Sunday. Follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Bailey Consultants. I'm Marceline Bailey, and that's all for now. As always, take good care.